Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So last fall, uh, Ego and Tennessee Sugarlands Distilling Company collaborated for their, you know, adult-only cream liqueur called Egonog. And uh, it just had talks about the story how the cinnamon and nutmeg spice drink was inspired by the upcoming holiday season and by the number of parents who said they like to treat themselves to an ego or two after they tuck their kids into bed. So nothing says love like tucking your kids into bed and slamming some ego nog. <laughs> well, now uh, they have teamed up for some sippin' cream some brunch menus yay the new cream liqueur called ego brunch in a jar combines the flavors of butter and toasted ego waffles savory bacon slices and a drizzle of maple syrup yum yum between the juggle of constantly changing schedules household errands family outings or busy work days uh yeah you drop the kids off at school and then let's get drunk how about that let's do some ego brunch in a jar shall we so i look there's a bunch of them i mean there's the cozy breakfast which is the ego brunch in a jar hot coffee or hot chocolate garnish with ego minis <laughs> There's Bananas Foster, uh, Eggo Brunch in a Jar with Banana Pudding Sipping Cream. There's the Apple Strudel <laughs> with Sugar Lance Apple Pie Moonshine, by the way. The Maple Milkshake, which is the uh, Bacon Moonshine. Oh, man. The Morning Chaos, which is the uh, Eggo Brunch in a Jar and Rum and a few other mixes. Lego with Eggo, which is Equal Parts Whipping Cream and Eggo Brunch Jar. Espresso Martini. Aha! Which is that's vodka and coffee syrup. The Ego Mocha Macchiato, yeah. And uh I mean just incredible. So when you drop the kids off to school, uh you can uh go ahead and get your ego brunch in a jar mix and be ready just to be drunk throughout the day. Yay! Of course, always drink responsibly and with moderation. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> You know, speaking of drinking, uh, when the kids are off to school or tucked into bed, I see where they're talking now. The uh, director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, apparently he is the uh, the alcohol czar. I didn't know that we had a, an alcohol czar, but that's George Koob, K-O-O-B. Uh, again, director of the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, the alcohol czar he has uh, been uh, saying that uh, they may revise the uh, u.s department of agriculture may soon revise its dietary guidelines to recommend that adults consume no more than two alcoholic drinks per week huh that's interesting 
Where would they get that idea from? Oh, I know, Canada. Because <laughs> Canada just uh, uh, shifted their guidelines to uh, two alcoholic drinks per week. He thought he was being funny in an interview saying, I mean, they're not going to go up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, we're just reevaluating the federal alcohol guidelines. <laughs> I won't be completed until 2025. Yeah, you can't figure out a guideline uh, for more than a couple of years, right? So, uh, pretty the alcohol consumption guidelines go in any direction. It would be toward Canada. Yeah, that's what I want. I want our country following the lead of Canada. The United States of America following the lead of Canada. No thank you, no matter what it is. So, right now, and I didn't actually know this, uh, the federal dietary guidelines uh, advise no more than two drinks per day for adult men and one drink per day for adult women. Revising uh, that down to two drinks a week, uh, that'd be quite a shift. So good luck with that. I'm not sure that uh, people who drink follow those guidelines. And I'm sure that uh, if you put it down to uh, two drinks a week, of course people will follow those guidelines. Absolutely. Am I right? All right. Those of you battening down the hatches in Florida for uh, Hurricane Idalia, uh, remember, uh, remember those guidelines now. Only two drinks. <laughs> the latest advisory as of this recording has Adelia as a hurricane, as we talked about uh, yesterday, it would become a hurricane. And I also see where the latest uh, track cone of death is going a little bit farther north above Tampa Bay. So I think that, uh, you know, we'll see it go even farther north, uh, farther north than, uh, you know, above Tampa Bay to make that landfall. So it'll bypass a direct hit to Tampa Bay. They're obviously going to feel the effects of it. No question. But, uh, as I, Talked yesterday. I talked to a guy, a, a, one scientist, years ago when we were covering one of the many storms that we covered uh, when I worked in uh, Tampa, and uh, we would go into Operation Storm Watch and spend uh, you know all day hours into the storm, and you have to do that when you live in that neck of the woods, no question. Keep people safe and let them know what's going on. And he said that he believed that once uh, those storms you know get too close to Tampa Bay, they either stop and go south underneath Tampa, or if they're farther out, they would bounce off a little bit and go farther north before making landfall and traveling east. So, uh, and that has proven true uh, since he said it. So he was talking about the shelf being too low uh, around Tampa Bay and the storm would come up and go, oh, I don't want nothing to do with that. If I go that way, I just get weak. So it you know, bounces out back into the Gulf where it continues to strengthen. And that's been proven true. So if you're in Florida, I'm sure you're well aware of Hurricane Idalia and it's coming. It's looking like it's going to make landfall uh, on Wednesday, the 30th of August, 2023. Today is the 29th of August, 2023, Tuesday. So uh, batten down the hatches and be safe please, and do everything you can to keep you and your family safe from Hurricane Idalia. 
I love how the climate change world is saying, I daily is the ninth name storm of what is projected to be a busy Atlantic hurricane season. Well, yeah, it's projected to be that, but it hasn't really been that. And uh, I know that there's another hurricane out there, Franklin, which is uh, out in the Atlantic, and it's going to go nowhere. It's not going to make landfall, but uh, it could cause uh, some serious waves along the East Coast. Oh, okay, well, we'll be... We'll be worried about those waves then from Franklin that's out there in the Atlantic. But uh, it's, you know, it's hurricane season. So if you live in that uh, region, you should be prepared. And look, it's nothing to make fun of. I mean, it's going to be probably uh, when it makes landfall, it will be a Category 3 hurricane, which is pretty darn strong. So uh, it's going to do some damage. And so it's going to uh, be roughly, uh, you know, some, somewhere uh, above Tampa Bay and uh, in the armpit of Florida is where it will make landfall. And right now it's got sustained winds of 111 to 129 miles per hour. And uh, you're looking at storm surge of up to 12 feet in some areas. So again, just be safe, keep your family safe and be aware at all times. And be ready for travel delays. It's going to be a nightmare. I see where American Airlines is already facing a huge fine for keeping passengers waiting on board airplanes during uh, delays. The Department of Transportation is levying a $4.1 million fine, which is apparently the largest civil penalty that the department has ever assessed. Uh, for lengthy tarmac delays of 43 flights that impacted more than 5,800 passengers. The flights occurred between 2018 and 2021. Yeah, I would be out of my mind. We've talked about this a couple of times where they just sit on the tarmac. Oh my gosh. I would be out of my mind. The longest of the delays, uh, the passengers sat on board a plane in Texas in 2020 for six hours and three minutes. Holy cow. The 105-passenger flight landed after being diverted from Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport due to severe weather. And America, they allege that they lack sufficient resources to appropriately handle several of these flights once they landed Uh Uh-huh. So there are rules that uh, they're supposed to follow. The maximum time that passengers can be held without the opportunity to get off prior to takeoff or after landing at three hours for domestic flights and four hours for international flights. That's still too long. Uh, Current rules also require airlines to provide passengers water and a snack. Oh, that's so nice of them. Now, America told CNN that the delays all resulted from exceptional weather events, which is what we're having in Florida right now. Uh, And it's going to make landfall and cut across uh, multiple states once it makes landfall before it gets back out into the Atlantic. So it's going to be an exceptional weather event. And so it represents a very small number of the 7.7 million flights during this time period. Oh, okay. The company also said that they have invested in technology to better handle flights in severe weather. Well, that's nice. I'm glad of that. I am actually glad of that. So American, I guess, is going to pay $2.05 million to the government, and then they're going to pay the rest of the fine to passenger compensation. So the... Uh, 5,800 passengers are going to get a couple of bucks. Well, I mean, that's better than nothing, I guess. 
But be ready for uh, for what's happening. Thanks to Hurricane Idalia, there will be uh, exceptional weather event issues. You can count on that, no matter what airline you're talking about. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> I see our man Elton John had to go to the hospital. He fell in his villa in France. I guess he and the kids and hubby are, uh, you know, summering in France. Hello. And uh, I believe that's where he was when he called into, uh, when he zoomed into the Kevin Spacey trial. Uh, That's right. He was in France. So uh, the singer, 76, was taken to the uh, Princess Grace Hospital Center in uh, Monaco, where he was treated for minor injuries. He admitted... uh, Following a slip yesterday at his home in the south of France, he was admitted to the hospital, but uh, it was just out of a precautionary measure, and he's fine now. He, they gave him some checkouts, and he was discharged in the morning, and he's now back home and in good health. So don't worry about that. Elton is fine, okay? <laughs> uh, holy cow, uh, 76 Elton John is now slipping and falling in the house. Oof. That is, uh, that's not good. Elton, I'm glad you're okay, buddy. I'm glad you're okay. I see also where, uh, you know, I was watching, have you watched Idol on HBO Max? Okay, so uh, speaking of HBO Max, hold on, let me stop for one moment here, please. And I want to complain about HBO Max, or is it just Max now? Whatever it is, okay? They have got a problem with their, uh, with their app, when you pause a show and then you push play uh, and then it doesn't go back, it just doesn't start up again. It goes back to the beginning of wherever you had last started watching. So that's an issue that needs to be addressed. I cannot be the only one that's having this problem. That's a big issue because it's very annoying when you pause a show and then you unpause it and it goes back. It doesn't just start up where you paused it. It goes back to the last time that you had paused it. It's just, which is usually the beginning of the show or whatever. It's just annoying. And it's it's very, very annoying. So please, HBO, Max, whatever you call yourself these days, please fix that issue, okay? Fix it. So anyway, I see where they have announced that the idol... Uh, yeah, we're not going to bring that back for a second season. Yeah, no kidding, because the first season wasn't that good. I haven't finished it. Uh, with the, I started watching it, Lily Rose Depp, and The Weeknd, and I'm, I don't know how far I am into it, but it's, I mean, it's just not that great. And, you know, it's they've had issues from the beginning of, uh, you know, behind the scenes uh, sexism on the set. And, and, you know, the original female director left the show. Uh, okay. And all that stuff. So, uh, you know, they're not just be bummed. Okay. The, uh, the second season of The Idol will not happen. HBO pulled the plug. And I see where uh, Selena Gomez, uh, she shot down the rumors that her latest song, Single Soon, was about the weekend. So don't be thinking that at all, okay? And I know you're going to be bummed about Dune too. Uh, I know, I, I know. I was thinking to myself the other day, hey, when is Dune 2 going to happen? Because <laughs> remember, after Dune 1, I was so bummed that I was like, wow, that's it? Now we have to wait for 2? 
And now with the strike and everything else, it's going to be postponed at least until 2024. Uh, I would venture to say we may never see it, but they claim that it's still going to happen. Uh-huh. So I see we had the 13th annual Streamy Awards. And uh, I was looking at the uh, Streamy Awards and uh, I was dissed. And I'm a little hurt that Chewing the Fat was not even nominated for any of these uh, any of these, like Creator of the Year, went to Mr. Beast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he's deserving. Jay Shetty and Zach King were also uh, mixed. The one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten uh, nominees for Creator of the Year, and Mr. Beast won that. Show of the Year went to Challenge Accepted. Uh, although Chewing the Fat is not on this, uh, not on this list of nominees, so uh, good for them. Streamer of the Year uh, went to uh, Kai Sennett. Uh, good for good for Kai. Uh, the International uh, Streamy Award went to uh, Abe Inns from Spain. Uh, short form went to Chris Olson. Individual Awards. Uh, the Breakout Creator Award went to Dylan Mulvaney. Huh. Big surprise. Dylan Mulvaney. And uh, her, his, he, him uh, acceptance speech was uh, fascinating. <laughs> I'm really shocked because I thought the only award I would ever maybe win was maybe a Tony Award, but now I'm a musical uh-huh. theater gal with a streaming. <laughs> theater TikTok, we made it to the mainstream. Uh, 532 days ago, I made a coming out video that oh, turned God. into my Days of Girlhood series. And uh, my life has been changed for the better. Um, but on the flip side, there's also been an extreme amount of transphobia. And has there? And I know that my community is feeling it. And I now know that even our allies are feeling it. Uh-huh. And I look around this room and I just see so With many love. amazing allies that have yes. platforms. And I think allyship right now needs to look differently. And you need to support trans people publicly. And, Yay. And, and yes, yeah, of course we have to applaud for that. Yes, of course. Proudly. We have to support that. And I think the trans community and the creator community actually have something in common. Oh, what is that? that? People Dylan? often underestimate us. But I know that we can stay optimistic about just the future of transness in general. Yes. Because if we can influence people to buy $22 Air One smoothies, we can also uh, do this. Yes. Um, I just, I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go have a beer. And Are you? I love you. Are you just going to go have a beer, Dylan? Okay. All right. Well, congratulations to Dylan Mulvaney. The breakout streamer went to Phantom uh, collab, Mr. Beast and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, the creator for social good, Invisible People. Creator product went to a prime, Logan Paul and KSI. Yeah, I mean, my son and daughter love that a drink uh, prime from Logan Paul and KSI. They have a little bit of my money uh, from me. Thank you. And I love KSI, actually. Uh, he's I've, he's a great performer. Uh, Jonas Brothers on the crossover. Uh, the uh, first person winner of on the streamings was Ryan Trahan. Uh, just chatting, quackity, a one. <laughs> so sweet. Uh, variety streamer, I show speed. The uh, VTuber, uh, Guar Gura, congratulations. Uh, music Awards, a Rolling Stone Sound of the Year, made you look with Megan Trainer. Yeah, that was huge. No question about that. Uh, On Purpose with Jay Shetty, won the podcast of the year. Yeah, I mean, Jay is 
awesome. I love him. Uh, scripted series went to Bryce. Uh, unscripted series went to uh, Sam and Colby. And the animated went to uh, Hell of a Boss. Beauty went to uh, Michaelia Naguari. Uh, comedy went to RDC World. Commentary went to Penguin. Uh, competitive Gamer, 10Z, Dance, and Illuminati, Fashion and Style, Wisdom K. Food went to Nick D. Giovanni. Yeah, I talked to Nick a couple years ago uh, when he was first coming on the scene here on Chewing the Fat, and he is now one of streaming under food. And the gamer went to Dream, Health and Wellness. I mean, it goes on and on. Dr. Julie, Kids and Family, Ms. Rachel, Learning and Education, uh, Tier Zoo. Nobody sports zoos more than this show, Chewing the Fat. And yet this person, Tier Zoo, wins the Learning and Education podcast. Lifestyle goes to AMP. News goes to Hassan Abi. I love it. Love that. No, really. Science and Engineering, I did a thing. Uh, sports went to Jesser. Uh, technology uh, went to uh, Mark A. Brownie. Craft Awards, my gosh. Uh, the Receiver, Nicholas Adams. Editing, uh, Yes Theory. <laughs> Visual and special effects, Zach King. Yeah, he is great. He was also nominated for, nominated for Creator of the Year and did not get it, but I love Zach King's stuff. Uh, writing, Leo Gonzalez. Uh, Agency of the Year, uh, Reach Agency. Why well, don't Reach and reach out to me? Uh, brand Engagement, Insta360. Brand of the Year, Barbie. Ta-da! Branded Series, uh, live at uh, 425. Uh, branded Video, uh, Asmakar. Uh, influencer campaign blasting to the top social impact campaign play for the rules and there's your 13th annual streaming awards minus chewing the fat very disappointing but hey congratulations to all the winners So I see where 3M has agreed to pay $6.01 billion to settle nearly 260,000 lawsuits by current and former U.S. military service members who say they suffered hearing loss from using the company's earplugs. Huh. Now, they attempted to move all the lawsuits uh, for this mass tort litigation into bankruptcy court, and uh, they were like, no, that's not going to happen. So... uh, Congratulations to them. I don't know how it's going to get paid out uh, in the next few years, I guess. It's because uh, the company uh, Aero Technologies, A-E-A-R-O Technologies, is a company 3M acquired in 2008. And they were used by the U.S. military in training and combat from 2003 to 2015 including you know, soldiers in Afghanistan and Iraq. And uh, the company hid design flaws, fudged test results, failed to provide instructions for proper use of the earplugs, leading to hearing damages. So the lawsuits were all consolidated by a federal judge in Pensacola, Florida. And because the litigation accounted for about 30% of all federal court cases nationwide. Well, that's, uh, that's a whole bunch. So uh, now the uh, bankruptcy court was dismissed and we're going to have a deal where they agreed to pay uh, six bill, or a little over $6 billion to settle these uh, 260, $250,000 uh, lawsuits. This comes after, remember a couple months ago, they announced a tentative deal for $10.3 billion, a settlement 
with a host of U.S. public water systems to resolve claims of water pollution (laughs) for the forever chemicals. But that's not a done deal yet because many states and territories are like, yeah, that doesn't, uh, that's not enough. (laughs) So good luck. Good luck to anyone getting money from 3M. But they, you know, they could say they're going to pay it. But if they don't have it, you're not going to get it. So good luck. Then we have a Swiss banking giant, UBS. They have agreed to pay $1.4 billion in civil penalties over residential mortgage-backed securities misconduct. Okay. And as you can tell, my voice is getting worse as we go here uh, with this mug that I have. It's hanging out just on the upper part of my chest and into my throat. And it's pretty good for a little while. And then it just decides that, uh, okay, we're not going to be good anymore. So we're going to go. I'm going to have Jew in the fat until I, I can't talk anymore. Okay, companies uh, doing good and bad things. I see where Domino's Pizza is closing 142 stores in Russia. Okay, the company that owns the franchise rights in the region plans to file for bankruptcy, uh, according to researchers, and that's uh, more than a 1,000 Western companies have left Russia since it invaded Ukraine. But they're still taking over those businesses. Uh, I know a Russian company has bought seven breweries for less than the price of a single bottle of beer. Uh, Heineken sold its entire business <laughs> uh, for like a dollar or for one euro or whatever it was. So, uh, I mean, there's still companies are still performing in Russia. They're not while they're closing down. Russia still has it. So I don't know that we're doing any damage. And I see where the mother-in-law of Zelensky, you know, the president of Ukraine, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, uh, I see where his uh, mother-in-law just bought a $5 million villa in Egypt. I mean, that's what's being reported. Now, did she have the money already? Of course. There's no foul play or no, <laughs> no fudging the numbers or, you know, anything like that. Any fraud going on, stop it. Uh, who doesn't want a... Uh, a beautiful villa on the coast of the Red Sea with, uh, you know, a swimming pool. And uh, it grants the owners a beautiful view of the sea and beach recreation. <laughs> of course, it doesn't have anything to do with him uh, getting money from the rest of the world. Uh, millions, if not billions of dollars fighting against Russia. So I'm sure this is just a, it's already her money. She already had it, has nothing to do with any money that uh, Ukraine is getting from other countries. So stop thinking about that, okay? Yeah, yeah, stop it. So, you ready for a nap? Me too. Apparently, uh, we're back to studying naps again, and every so often it comes back around, and uh, naps are good, right? We talk about uh, there's supposed to be good, but originally they talked about uh, short naps, and this is no new, and new uh, this is no different new study. Uh, short naps, uh, nap during the daytime, 20 to 30 minutes, beneficial. Uh, after that, no. 
Uh, so after that is too long, you get too, it just get too groggy. Okay. So, you know, it, uh, it boosts mental functioning and memory It improves alertness, attention and reaction time. Uh, they also increase productivity and creativity, which is why a lot of companies say, Oh, go take a nap. See, I, I'm a napper when I feel like it, man. If I'm, if I, I feel like I know when I need to stop lay down and close my eyes and it is only for 20 to 30 minutes but i just i know when it's upon me but i don't have a specific well it's 210 it's my nap time i don't have that but i do know that uh you know i appreciate a good nap as needed (laughs) use a good nap as needed and just know every so often you're going to get new studies and they all come out and they say yep napping is good short naps are good uh, they help you a lot. And so that's, you know, every every six months or so, they tell you about how good a nap is. So go ahead and take one. So congratulations are in order to Michael Jordan. Uh, he is now the richest basketball player ever. I'm sure LeBron James uh, is uh, heartbroken over this news. Uh, Michael uh, ended his career uh, at the age of 40. But his wealth continues to score skyward. Uh, he just, his net worth stands at $3.5 billion. <laughs> now that's, of course, he has his licensing deal with Nike. He sold his majority stake in the NBA's Charlotte Hornets, which is weird. I don't know why he did that, but uh, he, he purchased the team uh, in 2010 for $180 million. Now he just, the franchise was just, uh, valued at $1.77 billion. And under the terms of the deal, he gets to keep 5% minority ownership stake in the NBA franchise. Plus, he benefits from still the Nike deal and other endorsement deals. The Nike deal gets him about $255 million every year. <laughs> That's a good deal, okay? Uh, that deal that he made with Nike, man. Wow, what a deal. What a deal they signed that deal where mj would get his money every year uh depending on sales right given the apparel line earned uh, 5.1 billion dollars in 2022 and they've had higher sales every year since michael's deal was inked (laughs) so uh, that's pretty good uh that's pretty good because the deal originally paid him 2.5 million uh, when he first signed with nike but they they made the deal where he would get 5% royalty on all Air Jordan sales uh, forever. And that was a good deal for Michael. Well, it was a good deal for Nike, too. Well, it was a good deal for uh, for Michael. For, and uh, so now that makes him the richest basketball player ever in history. So we'll see. About, uh, LeBron will do something because uh, LeBron can't have that. He will not have that. All right, one last story, and then I'm going to get out of here because uh, my voice is shot with whatever mung is going on. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR. That's not free, uh, but uh, it's very simple to do at JeffyJFR on Cameo. Uh, you order it. I do it. It's pretty simple. 
I see where uh, Spanish prosecutors have now opened an inquiry into the National Soccer Federation's uh, chief, Luis Rubelis, uh, for his unwanted kiss of the national team player. I cannot believe that this is still ongoing. Uh, Jenny Hermoso, after the Spain's World Cup victory, he gave her a big hug and a kiss, and now it was the end of the world. That was unwanted. It was the end of the world. Was it uh, uh, too much? Probably, yeah. I mean, we all saw the video. But was it a big a deal to have, uh, you know, be prosecuted for? Come on now. And now he, I figured that he would bend the knee, but he didn't. I mean, he did say he was sorry, but he wasn't going to leave. And so uh, now we've opened up a criminal investigation. His mother has shut herself into a church and begun a hunger, hunger strike in defense of her son. <laughs> yeah, that'll win. That'll go over good. No problem. Oh, his mom is starving herself? Oh, okay. We're on his side then. No problem. Now, he's refused to resign. He's vowed to fight it to the end. Um, I, it's just incredible to me that uh, we have this going on because it was just a hug and a kiss after they were excited about winning the World Cup. And so I know that it was, you know, I guess over the top. And I say I guess because everyone was excited and they were going down the line and shaking hands and kissing and hugging. And his was just, you know, a little much. But was it uh, a little much for a criminal investigation? So he's been suspended by FIFA for 90 days, but he has not resigned. And Hermosa, the girl, uh, she has 15 days now to file a sexual assault complaint against Rubellis if she wants a case to move forward against him. So we'll see if that happens. She may not do that. I don't know. It might be caught up in a in a whirlwind now where she can't stop it. I don't know. It just seems well, a pretty big deal for a hug and a kiss. Yeah, well, he wasn't hugging and kissing you. I know. I know. He didn't grab you, uh, you know, and just give you a big hug and a kiss. I know. I know. I got it. I got it. But sometimes it is just a hug and a kiss, isn't it? No? Okay. Whatever. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.